सानी दे सानी दे Hey guys, welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. I am your host Mitch Garling. Welcome to the society. The society is in session. Once again, no one here. No one made it. Uh that's all good. Still still ordered a sandwich platter. Still had it. It was delicious. Um Alvin, producer is here. Alvin, how you going? Yo, I'm good. Thank you. That's good. Uh we've had a pretty serious man-to-man chat uh about the Paul Blart stuff. Um you are aware that if I ever come to your house, uh that it's not to be on the screen on the TV I know you do like to watch it quite a fair bit but we have spoken that it will never be playing while yeah. I'm there that's for sure that's for sure yeah. you could probably rule that out by just never inviting me over um so that's good that's good um first off guys I just want to say thank you very much uh for the for the feedback on the first episode uh, a lot of people seemed to really like it so that's good um someone said it was pretty echoey um we haven't fixed that yet um i i don't think it's too echoey but uh i think it's fine but uh we we will fix that we we listen to the people um and the people have spoken it's it's echoey guys but um i meant to give a shout out about the intro song as well uh the intro song is a song by a uh, a rapper called Big Red Cap uh it's a song called Sunny it's off his Daywalker album um so you should check it out he's he's Sydney based and he's very very good good friend of mine but uh yeah lovely enough to let us use that song Alvin lovely enough to cut together the little intro there bit of Rex Hunt bit of Mike Whitney bit of bit of steak bit of steak bit, bit of sausage bit of bit of, uh, bit of beer couple of blokes having a beer yeah, that's it that's dead dads if you ask me right there but uh yeah guys i um I don't know why i said that but um thanks thanks so much uh for telling me that you hate Paul Blart just as much as i do um i was lucky enough my lady friend at Vinnie's gave me a little call We've got one. We've got a copy. A copy of Paul Blart, Mall Cop, Kevin James says don't mess with his mall, which I just feel like that's um not a very good uh slogan, but anyway, and we'll I felt therapeutic. That felt pretty damn good to be honest. Um there was Anyone anyway, doesn't believe me? There was a definitely a DVD in there, so what up? Um yeah, so thanks very much to uh the lady at Vinnie's who gave me a call. Let me know that's there. That's gone now and that's uh that makes me feel better. But uh yeah, what's been what's been going on in my life? Um guys, the weight loss stuff. The weight loss stuff's gone gone uh it's taken a turn. It's taken a turn. Um I have been having some 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 rumbles, some rumbles in my tummy. You know the feeling you get when you're hungry? um i've been getting that 24/7 um so i went to the doctor and i'm not i wasn't hungry 24/7 like i mean like i'd literally would there's pizza there's bits of dvd everywhere but um i would literally <clears throat> i would literally have dinner have breakfast have lunch whatever meal and then i'd just be rumbling in my in my tummy so i went to the doctor and the doctor did some tests and they have told me to stop doing keto uh so i have to stop doing the keto diet um fruit fruit's back on the table baby uh it's back i'm I, i can have apples again i can have pears i can have bananas um i can have carbs if i want to but you got to burn them off you got to burn them off but keto's done so rest in peace keto um i'll miss you and uh look i was to be honest i was kind of getting used to it kind of getting used to it meats meats are your treats right like i went to see a movie the other night went and saw 1917 uh war movie if you guys haven't seen it get along like 
Oh my God, so good. Um, Sam Mendes is a freak of filmmaking. But went and saw it and uh, actually took, uh, took a couple of Twiggy sticks into the movies with me. If you guys know Twiggy sticks, they're the little sticks of meat. And I had them for my movie snack. Everyone around me was having popcorn, they're having M&Ms, they're having Maltesers. Not this guy, this guy was having some tweaks. So that's gone. So I can't have meats, can't have meats uh, in the movies. Any I can still have meats. I just can't have meats and cheeses and stuff for every snack. So keto, keto, keto is gone. Keto is gone. But the weight loss stuff is, is still going good. Um, I've been hitting the gym. It's, go, it's going really good. And so I'm sitting at 37 kilos lost right now, which is pretty hectic. That's a, uh, my baby weighs nine kilos. So that's almost four of my baby. Um, so you can tell that I finished high school there by how quickly I figured that out. Um, that's, that's just a little tip. But yeah, my gym's going good. And like, uh, like, I like my gym. I like my gym manager. Um, he, he actually plays basketball where, where I play basketball. And uh, the other day uh, when I got to basketball, he was leaving and he was like, oh, where have you been, mate? Where have you been? And he like totally like gym shamed me in front of all of my friends because everybody knows that I'm like, everyone knows that I go to the gym and everyone knows that that's my gym manager. Uh, there's, sorry, there's DVD bits everywhere. I regret doing that so violently, but, um, he fully just gym shamed me in front of everyone. And I was like, man, like, come on, you're supposed to be, like, you're supposed to be my, you're supposed to be my guy, you know? Like, he's not my personal trainer. Like, personal trainers are, they say they're your guy, but they're not really. They're just, they're your guy. They're your guy at first, but then afterwards, they're not your guy. They're someone that fucking screams at you. But, um, supposed to be my guy and he didn't, didn't look out for me. He shamed me in front of my brother-in-law. He shamed me in front of um, my brother-in-law's friends. He just shamed me in front of people that I barely even know. So I don't know if you've ever felt shame, <clears throat> but it's not good to feel it, especially in front of people you don't really know. And, um, but the weight loss, like I've had a lot of people commenting on the weight loss, which is nice. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a lady that, uh, that works at the Woolies, uh, works at the Woolworths near my work or at my work. And um, so she sees me every now and then. And the other day, she works in the deli. I don't, did I just say that? Did I say she works in the deli? I say she works at Woolies. I can't remember. But she works in the deli at Woolies at Westfield where I work, right? And so she is there. She's, she sees me every day. And, you know, I was, I was so used to these snacks. I was going and getting, you know, a couple of slices of turkey, a couple of slices of ham, a couple of slices of Chinese pork, whatever. And um, I went up and got some Chinese pork the other day. And she said, um, she was like, Oh, can I can I ask you something? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, have you been have you been um, like losing weight? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, and she's like, oh, good, good, because you you were coming in like you were coming in, and I thought like you're very plump. I thought you're very plump, and but now you're not plump. Now you look really good. And I was like, thank you. And that would be the second person in my life that is revealed to me um, just how worried they were about my fatness or my plumpness after the fact that I'd lost weight. Like, where's my, where am I going? Like, where's my, where's my team? Where's my team? Don't, when I've lost the weight, don't be like, man, you were so, you were so fat. I was so worried, but not anymore. Now you're not as fat and I'm got less worry. Like, <clears throat> pardon me. It was crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, also I really appreciated the use of the word plump. 
Um, I thought that was really good in 2020. Um, good to see that Plump is making a return. But uh, yeah, so that was, that's my, that's my life. Just people telling me I'm plump and uh, I was plump. But yeah, the weight loss stuff's going really good. Yeah, life is, life is pretty good at the moment. Little bub is, is good. Um, I went to, a, went to a show the other night, went and saw Tom Segura, um, American comedian. If you are listening to my podcast right now, you 100% listened to his podcast before, your mum's house and seen him on Netflix. Absolute killer. So, so funny. Um, you guys should go and check that out. That's just a, I don't really have anything to say about that apart from the fact that it was a bloody good show. And uh, Tommy finally came to Australia. There was, you know, he's canceled a couple of times, but he finally came, so that's good. But um, yeah, it's a good show, good show. Speaking of shows, speaking of shows, guys, um, and this is something close to my heart now, now that I have a daughter, um, the Wiggles. The Wiggles are back. They got back together. They were re, I'm gonna say they reunioned. Um, they reunited. They reunited. They're back together for the bushfire relief shows, which is absolutely amazing. That's so, so good. But something that, uh, yeah, huge news was that Greg, the yellow wiggle, had a heart attack after the show. That's actually insane. Like, imagine if we, imagine if we lost Greg. Like, imagine if we lost Greg at the reunion at show, the at the end of it. Like, good, I mean, good way to, go out I mean I guess like you know like if you, you know what I mean like if not I mean good it's it's good I mean like it's a good way to go out like if you're a if you're a wiggle and you haven't been a wiggle for ages and then you return for one big final wiggle like that's yeah. that's amazing but so so glad that that uh, I think there was a nurse or a doctor or someone on side a young lady um so good that she she did that like she absolutely uh nailed it and yeah like oh, imagine if we lost Greg like I can't even We've replaced so many wiggles. Yeah. We've replaced so many wiggles, and to actually have to replace a wiggle for like, because I think when like when Greg left the wiggles, I feel like it was because he was sick. That was the reason why. Yeah. Right. And then to come back, and it makes perfect sense. Like, I mean, if he hasn't been doing that sort of stuff for so long, like he comes back, he's he's singing, he's dancing, he's hopping around on a hot stage for. However long, yeah, man, like, unfortunately, there's, you know, something's going to happen. Um, and it did. And, but thankfully, he's, he's all good. And then there was the second show, the second show where they had, like, six different people dress up as Yellow Wiggles as, as like, a, a, um, a tribute to Greg. So good. So good. There was, like, um, oh, man, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't even think. Um, Simon. Simon. Um, Simon, the, uh, the current Red Wiggle. Um, who is like 45 and an opera singer but has like a smoking hot 31 year old wife um, so congratulations to Simon um, mainly for being in the Wiggles that sounds awesome but yeah Simon was dressing up as a yellow wiggle everyone's dressing up it was so good like what a treat that would have been for like I I just missed like fully appreciating the Wiggles like I was maybe I feel like I was maybe like 10, 10 or so, 10 or 11 when the Wiggles fully broke. And it was like just past my like wanting to watch stuff like that. Um, so I've, I missed it. Yeah, and I loved the Wiggles, appreciated the Wiggles as I got older. And then since having a kid, oh boy, like what an absolute treat the Wiggles are. I, um, I've been watching a lot of the Wiggles, right? <clears throat> and my main, 
or anything. New purple wiggle, so purple wiggle Jeff, always sleeping, all that sort of thing. Um, replaced by Lockie, younger dude. Um, the old school way of like waking up Jeff, right, was like, so they'd be like, like all the, they just get the kids to just absolutely go bananas. Just be like, wake up Jeff! Like just lose their goddamn minds, right? And I saw like uh, on, the, on the show the other day, is that Lockie is now the one who falls asleep. Obviously, he has the purple. He has the purple shirt. He has the purple. Uh, what's it called? Um, turtleneck. Is it turtleneck? Vest. No. Pol- what are they called? I don't know. I can't even think. Just, what they, aren't they just long sleeve shirts? Yeah, long sleeve shirt. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just had a aneurysm. I couldn't even think what words were just then. But yeah, so he's he's got the purple shirt on now. Skivvy. Skivvy, that's the word. I just clicked at you, sorry man. Um, he's, got, uh, he's got the purple Skivvy on, so obviously he's the one that falls asleep now, right? And they woke him up, they woke him up, the guys, they woke him up, they were like, wake up, Lockie! And they like whispered in his ear. And it was cause like, I was wondering what that was all about, right? And it's cause people were complaining People were complaining, like parents were complaining that the way that they wake up Jeff was causing too much damage to some children's ears. Which is, just sounds, I can see your face, man. Like, it sounds ludicrous. Like, that is, like, just that whole, yeah, wake up Jeff. Like, and there's a thousand, yeah, there's a thousand kids who their voices are very, very high on the, on the decibel rating. Yeah, look, it's, it's probably not going to be pleasant. It's, yeah, it's like when you, it's like you tip a recycling bin full of glass bottles. Like that's, that's the noise. But look, you knew the risks, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you liked the Wiggles, you went to the Wiggles, you knew that at some point Jeff was going to be woken up. Uh, he's going to fall asleep. He's probably going to fall asleep a couple of times. Maybe they're waking up a couple of times and the kids were going to go fucking batshit for it. And if parents, you know, if parents can't risk that, don't take them. You know, like, you know, you knew the risks. Like maybe, maybe someone would cop a, you know, cop an elbow in the face or something in the little Wiggles mosh pit. Or maybe you get a bit of hearing damage because there's a thousand kids trying to wake up like a geriatric, not geriatric, a narcoleptic Asian man. Like that's what they're trying to do. But uh, yeah, so the Wiggles, the Wiggles have changed. Makes me so sad. Makes me so sad. I, um, my first, um, my first like major like addiction to the Wiggles was when uh, my I used to go and stay with my cousin a lot, and uh, my cousin used to have, um, or she still does. She had two kids, or has three now, but at the time she has she had two kids, and I was probably 16, 17 at that point. The kids were maybe seven and five, something like that, and uh, I was thinking about it the other day because um, actually. Sort of got in a lot of, got in a lot of trouble, but also not a lot of trouble for this thing. Um, so basically, there was a a, a, na- a neighborhood sort of gang, but there was one kid that wasn't really part of the gang, but he was always kind of hanging around. And I would go and stay down there all the time, and I'd sort of just hang out with these kids and become kind of like, you know, one of the gang for a week or so every now and then. And I remember this kid. I can't remember exactly what he did to my little cousin. It was something like something to do with like taking a skateboard or a bike or something, but he like he pushed my little cousin over, 
And uh, I remember like just being so angry, right? And I wanted to like, I wanted to act out, but I obviously like, I didn't want to, he was maybe, he was maybe 15, I was like 16, 17. I wanted to act out, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to jeopardize not being able to go back and stay at my cousins. Uh, so what happened was, is um, myself and the rest of the little gang, we just happened to be going for a bit of a bushwalk. There's a bit of a nature reserve, right? It's um, just down near uh, Manly Dam. We're walking through, we're walking through this reserve and there's a box, a box on the side of the path. And we open up the box and it's just full of like really wet, damaged porno magazines. Um, but also it had like 10 VHS tapes of like pornographic materials, right? Adult materials. And I, yeah, made a joke, uh, you know, that we should take them. Ha ha ha. Like, that'd be so funny. Like I probably, probably would have watched them, um, just for, just for lols, you know, just for a laugh. I wouldn't enjoy them or anything, but, um, so what I, what I did was is I actually took one, I hit it. I went back to my cousin's house, I hit it, and then I wrote a note on it uh, that said, um, hey Andy, thanks for letting me borrow this. And then I went and put it on that kid's front doorstep. Um, so that in the hope that his mum or dad, brother, sister, would open the door, um, before he, I did a knock and run essentially, but I, I, I did a delivery. Um, I was basically like an Australia postman, um, but for porn and like I did a, like literally walked up, just put it down on the mat, knocked and I just ran off. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that, that Andy kid, uh, he got in a, a lot of trouble. He got in a lot of trouble. He was not very happy. And, and then it turned out, um, when we're all hanging out the next day, um, is that one of the other people in the gang, but one of my, one of my gang friends, one of my gang members, um, he told Andy that I did it. And then Andy told his mum and then Andy's mum went and told my cousin and then my cousin, um, who's pretty cool, thought it was pretty funny, but still told my mum. So my mum got angry and... Look, I don't regret it. I don't regret it whatsoever. Because for 24 hours there, Andy was like a porn addict, according to his parents. You know what I mean? Like they, he was, he was like a, he was like, he was dealing it out to the streets. Like he had so much porn that he could literally give it out to the neighborhood children. Like that's just, and that was just Andy. He had, he had all this porn and I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I can generally remember that, like that VHS cover. Like it's so built in up here. It was like a black box, obviously, right? And then it's like just two, two girls, uh, two girls kissing, two blonde, two blonde ladies kissing. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like just like a disgusting like word art font for their names and the name of this movie. And then on the back was just photos of like not penetration or anything, but like just photos of really inappropriate. Um, stuff and I really hoped that I hoped first of all I hoped that Andy's mum got a real shock but then second of all I hoped that Andy's dad had a real treat you know what I mean like I hoped that Andy's dad kept it um I think he would have um I liked it. so I'm kind of like the Andy 
I'm actually kind of like the Andy of that town. I was just giving out porn left, right, center. Um, man, what a... What I mean, the dad did keep it from himself. He would, he would have, like 100%. But this is bad, so I should never look at This is very bad. I'm going, I'm going to the study. <laughs> Leave me alone for a little bit. Um, and obviously, you just, a couple of minutes later, you just hear him like rewinding, rewinding the VHS tape. And he's like, oh, that was good. Oh, that's good. I'll watch that again. I'm going to rewind it back to the start. Do you remember tracking? Do you remember when you used to watch VHS tapes? Or you, oh, yeah. And you used to have the, have the tracking stuff? Yeah. Man, that was kind of like buffering for the 90s. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, wow. That's, yeah. I just, Andy's dad, man, he would have absolutely, like, like you said, just, Andrew, full name. Andrew, this is so bad. And it's like, just going down to the shed. For a little bit unrelated, I'm gonna destroy this video. I'm gonna smash it. Fuck, that's the. Really, should have got me to do it. I'm so good at <laughs> smashing those DVDs. But, um, hey, man, I, um, I love it. I love it. I love thinking about, like, just that's what, that's what someone said to me the other day. They were like, well, after they listened to the first episode, they were like, you're so, you were so bad. And I was like, nah, it's just like, if you're, yeah, if you listen to that first episode, now you listen to this episode. Yeah, so far I've only ever told stories where I'm kind of bad. But that's like, you gotta remember, I'm trying to come to this podcast with like A-game material. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking of some of the baddest stuff. I'm trying to think of some of the funniest stuff. Like, I'm not telling you the mediocre stuff or where just shit stuff happened. Like, I'm not bad. I'm just any, like you get any, literally any person in here and talk to them. And they've all left, they've all left a porno on Andy's doorstep, um, or the equivalent of whatever they needed to do. But yeah, that's so good. Like I love, yeah, I love the memories. I love the memories. I love just looking back, thinking about how I could have ruined Andy's summer, things like that. But I don't like looking back at like, I don't like looking back at memories. Facebook memories is an absolute killer for me. Like it actually... Like, you are such a different person. Like, 10 years ago. So I was going through, like, I was sitting down with my family, my extended family on New Year's, and everyone was looking at their memories from 2009, because, you know, end of 2019, 10 years, blah, blah, blah. And, like, people in my family are, like, saying, um, they're, like, I can't remember any of the particular statuses, but it was, like, you know, excited for the new year or whatever, or blah, and all this stuff. And then my one was, um, happy new year, you hot sluts. Like that was my status from New Year's Eve 2009. And that's not pointed at any gender. Um, that's just all, just all the hot sluts. Um, man, woman, whatever, animals, just all, all of them. Just happy new year. Welcome to the new decade, all of you hot sluts. And I think if there was anything that I had put out there in the world of social media or anything like that, is that that is the number one thing that confirms that I am from the Central Coast. Like originally, you know what I mean? Like just like, yeah. And it had like, it had a lot of traction. Um, I think it had um, six likes and maybe two comments. And I think one of the comments and one of the likes were from my girlfriend at the time. Um, so she was probably not too happy about me, um, talking to hot sluts. 
um, sending out messages to hot sluts. But man, I got I had, a, I had a really good Facebook memory pop up the other day, and I wanted to wanted to share it. Right. Um, so basically, a couple a couple of years ago, um, I think it was maybe 2014, 2015. I uh, one morning I'm going to I'm going to work, and I stopped to get petrol at a 7-Eleven. I fill up, I go into the petrol station and there's a young Indian gentleman behind the counter. And you know, we have a, a back and forth, you know, what pump, good morning, all that sort of thing. And then as I go to walk away, he says to me, he's like, oh, sorry, are you going to the station? And I was like, yep, I'm gonna, gonna go past there. And he's like, would you mind taking my brother to the station? And I was like, um, yep, I, I get like, don't like, that's just so on the spot that like, what am I, I've just literally said, like, <coughs> I've just literally said, I'm going past the station. Like, how can I be like, oh no, like, I don't really want to, um, or like, I don't know, man, like I have a whole thing about like pulling over to the left. Like, I don't want to pull over at all. I don't want to stop on the side of the road. Like it's just a fear I have, a bit of a phobia. So no, I can't do that um, for you, man. But, but yeah, so he's like, can you take my brother? I'm like, yeah, I guess. And then he just yells out, just yells out. I can't remember the name. And then just this even smaller, younger Indian man just comes out from the storeroom and just scuttles out, stands next to me and is like, thank you. And I was like, no worries. And then um, his brother behind the counter was like, this gentleman's gonna drop you at the station. So like, great, great. And then, so we walk back out to my car and I'm doing the, I'm like, oh, that's, that's my car over there, obviously, because he had never met me and was now coming in my car. Um, I was like, yeah, that's mine. That's my car over there. And then he got in the car and we, like the drive was only like five minutes, but then we proceeded, proceeded to have like this really deep, just really deep chat. Um, that's a lie. We literally said nothing. Um, the whole, like I tried, you know, like I was trying to be a good, I was trying to be a good Uber driver. Um, but like, I, you know, I had nothing, I had nothing to say to this guy. Like, you know, um, I think I resorted to, you know, I was like, oh, so you get in the train. Like what an, like an obvious, yeah, he's going to the station. Like he's not, unless he's a, you know, a junkie of some sort that hangs out at the station. Like that's, he's going to the station to get the train. Like that's just so, what a, what a ludicrous thing to, uh, to ask someone. Like it's just so straightforward. Like, oh, you're someone's, Someone's driving through the McDonald's drive-through. You're like, oh, you're gonna get Macca's, are you? Like, yeah, that's. I reckon that's why I'm here. Um, I'm just hanging out in this drive-through for fun. But so, I just like literally, drop this guy off, and then he just scuttles across the road into. I want to say, I wanted to say into the night, but it was the morning. Um, you know, he just scuttled away and went on the train, got on the train, lived his life, and I think about that every day. Um, just what a, what a ballsy thing to do. Like just, 
I just, yeah, I couldn't imagine in any situation ever being like, just asking any, like you, when I was growing up, like I worked at a KFC and at no point was I like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to get the train home today or, you know, dad's not coming to pick me up. Like, oh, there's a family that just ordered some food from me. I'm going to ask them if I can have a lift. Like, that's just so crazy. Like what I'm such a strange mentality to have to be like, can hey guy that I've just met, that all I know about you at this point is that you buy E10 petrol. Can you drive my dearly beloved younger brother to the train station? You can, sick. Like, and then be okay with that? Nah, man, ludicrous. I'd, I'd boycott 7-Eleven. Just that one, to be honest. There's too, there's too many of them and they have, they have all the Krispy Kreme donuts, so I can't, I can't boycott them, man. I can't, I can't. Oh, but yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my Facebook memory. Maybe I'll like, maybe I'll look at a Facebook memory every episode. Yeah. And see if I can remember the story yeah. or, or if it was anything like Happy New Year, you're hot sluts. I can just look at myself and be like, fuck you. Needed an intervention a long time ago. You are not a good guy, but Man, oh, as now we, we got a, we got a lot of love. We got a lot of love from that first episode. It was good. I don't know why I'm sitting like that. I've never. That's a really anyway. Um, but oh man, do you have any? Do you have any Anna Diamas chat? Has, uh, any, has anything happened to Anna? I haven't actually seen. I don't think she she didn't win the Golden Globe. No. I don't think she got nominated for an Oscar. No, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that new James Bond movie though. Yes, new That's James. Yeah, yeah, she's new James Bond girl. Yeah. Um, oh boy, like <laughs> the sexual chemistry between her and Daniel Craig, like that would be. Joe and like that's a that's a strange thing because I think it's like that's a that's a duo where it's like hard for me to pick who I want to be with. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Daniel, mind you, I think I picture Daniel Craig as James Bond. <laughs> so yeah. where it's like he does some questionable stuff though like in that last movie where he just kind of was it the last movie or the movie before I can't remember where he just kind of followed a woman to a hotel room and then just like got in the shower with her and everyone was like that's fine that's okay he's James Bond that's what he does and it's like no but if I did that like I can't even do that at my house with my wife like that's still like do you know what I mean like that's like if my wife goes and has a shower and then I'm just randomly I just hop in behind her and I'm like hello like that's not okay that's not okay but now nah, James Bond can James Bond can do it he's 007 um but yeah Anna yeah. didn't get an Oscar nom Knives Out got a sequel though I saw I still need to see that movie still haven't seen it man you gotta get on it it's brilliant it's brilliant but I wonder how they'll do it. One of my friends sent me a message the other day that said, um, what, are they, what are they gonna call the sequel to Knives Out? Spoons In? And I was like, yeah, fuck, that's great, man. That's great. It made me, uh, made me laugh way too much for something so silly. And yeah, Anna, no Anna chat. No Anna chat this week, really. That's fine though. That's okay, I'm sure she'll, she'll do something. I, um, I've, got a, <clears throat> I've got a corporate gig next week. Um, I actually got asked to do another corporate, but it's ages away. 
and I'm like really tossing up like a lot of comics talk about on podcasts like their you know corporate gig troubles and like I've done a lot of corporate gigs and a lot of my friends have done corporate gigs and it seems to be the whole just the money outweighs the mental health you know what I mean like they're never any good and I was like trying to think of like my good corporate gig stories I was uh yeah, I did this one, did this corporate gig a little bit ago. It was a, it was actually a, um, it was put on by the, uh, it was like a cancer fundraiser sort of thing. And um, so the guy's messaging me and he's, you know, he's asking me, you know, if he wants to book me and stuff. And he starts being like, oh, you know, I don't, you know, are you, are you, are you good kind of thing? Um, I just want to, I just want a funny cunt. Like that's what I want, which I thought was a hilarious way of booking someone in a professional sense. Um, but then he was saying like, oh, I just, I want someone to have a laugh like Fletch and Hindy, like from, from Fox Sports, the two ex-footballers. And it's like, man, that's not, um, like, you know, they're great, Fletch and Heidi are great, but that's not what a comedian is. <laughs> like, two very different things. But I was like, man, if you want Fletch and Heidi, you can have Fletch and Heidi. But it's very different. But anyway, so he books me. I get there. Uh, it's upstairs in a leagues club. And I uh, will go in the room and go up to the guy and uh, sort of introduce myself and have a chat to him and he's like yeah yeah we got you know we got 100, 120 people in here uh it's gonna be pretty good like you know they've been pretty pretty up for it so far um and i was like where's the stage and he was like just over there and just points to a microphone on an empty dance floor and i was like fuck all right great good start that's good and i uh, said oh is there a spotlight and he was like, no, 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 just the, just the lights of the room. And I was like, it's cool. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's what I want. I want to see everyone's faces. I want to connect with them. Um, and then in the back corner, with the holy trifecta of every shitty gig is the TAB room. The TAB room, back corner, you got the trots, you got the dogs, you got some of the NRL, you got some of the A-League, I think was even on and you've got just a bunch of people that are at this function but still watching all that stuff and then just as the comedian's about to come up they make the decision to turn it all off and that does not go down well at all um they're very unhappy some people had some bets on um maybe it was like i don't know maybe it was in dapto or something they had some bets on that's just where all racing is but um so they put like they turn that all off the guy goes up and I, you know, when you, when you get booked for things like that or when you get booked for gigs, you send through a bit of a bio, you send through a photo. So I sent through a bio and uh, I just thought this guy would like maybe kind of make up his own little version of that. Um, just, you know, like, you know, if you're, you know, this next guy is, you know, he's originally from the Central Coast. Uh, you might have seen him on the checkout on the ABC. Uh, he's just recently sold out a run at the Sydney Comedy Fest. Give it up, Mitch Garling, right? Just easy peasy, but I guess that's the MC in me coming out. This guy, not an MC. Um, and he literally went up and was like, okay, all right, guys, quiet, quiet down. We're going to have the comedy. We're going to have the comedian. Um, and then he grabbed his phone and was like, uh, Mitch, 
Mitch, Mitch Garling uh, is uh, you might have seen him on uh, the chase uh, the checkout uh, the chaser on ABC uh, he's just fresh off Sydney comedy festival and uh, he's from the central coast uh, Mitch Garling everyone Mitch Garling and uh, right, little claps little claps there's 120 people and they're all on like you know 95% of them are on those like bar stool tables where the tables are kind of high and then there's like six bar stools so they're all kind of high and then there's a couple of low tables in front and uh so i was like i'm just gonna talk to these guys right like i'm just gonna i'm gonna go out i'm gonna have some fun and uh i went out i started talking like i started telling jokes and then i said like i made a comment about like um like you guys must be so pumped that i'm here like you know the, the mc guy's pumped that i'm here he doesn't even know who i am or what i've done um, had to read it off a phone, which got a bit of a laugh, but then I think it got him offside, but that's fine. But, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing jokes, having it, having it like, and then at the back of the room, the chatter starts at one table and then the chatter moves to the next table and yada, yada, yada. So at this point, I've just got the tables down the front here. There's maybe four or five tables that are properly paying attention. I was like, I'll just talk to these guys. These guys are great. They're, they're enjoying it. They're having a good time. You just got to power through. You've got no real light. You just got a mic. Like you don't have the stage, so you don't have the power of like kind of standing over them or anything like that. And I'm standing and I, I'm doing all these jokes. And then uh, this guy on a table to the left, uh, the left of me, like right of stage, uh, he says, um, he's like, Jesus, just say something funny. Tell a joke like that and everyone heard it and everyone laughed and um i said i was like oh like oh you know what's your name blah blah I had a bit of a chat to him and then he was like you're gonna tell any jokes tonight mate and i was like i've been trying you fucking guys won't listen um and i was like do you think you could do a better job which is the literally the dumbest thing you can do as a comic is give a guy that's already chatting like give him a <laughs> give him a microphone um so then he was like yes i can and everyone cheered him and then he walked up to the stage which was a dance floor as i mentioned and he took the microphone from me and then he proceeded to do a five minute bit um about a couple in the audience um the couple the husband likes to go fishing and the wife likes to cook and then he just roasted this couple for five minutes and most of the room knew the couple so he killed and he was just killing and i just sat back i sat to the side of stage and watched him and then after maybe five minutes i was like yeah this is this is enough so i went to walk back up and as i went to walk back up so did the mc from at the start and we both got to the guy at the same time and he handed the mic to the MC and then the MC looked at me and I was like do you want me to keep going and he goes no it's fine thank you and then was like give it up for Mitch and then no one really clapped and then he was like what about Tony and then everyone clapped for that guy and that is and then I literally walked to the back of the room and I met the MC event guy and he was like geez that was rough and I was like yeah and I just handed him an invoice 
and then he handed me some cash and then I was like thanks and I left and then I went out into my car I went to my car and I called my wife and I was like I think I'm about to go to jail she's like why am I because I'm gonna burn this fucking place to the ground Mike, this is literally the, the worst, the worst people. And it, the, the most annoying thing was, is that they had promoted the event that I was coming. And like, I know there was like comments of like, a couple of people like commented to the MC event runner guy being like, oh, that's so sick that you got Mitch. Like Mitch is great. He's so good, blah, blah, blah. And then, that happened like man corporate gigs they are a treat they're an absolute treat that's a that's a man i'm going to talk about some gigs i'm going to talk about some corporate gigs or some gigs every week oh my god but far out like that was yeah and then i went and had a i went from there and i had a zinger burger uh, i got a zinger box and i had a zinger box on the way home and i had a zinger box on the way home i uh, put on some limp biscuit and I just angry drove the whole way home and I just absolutely loved life. So that's how good's that? That's that's, so yeah, oh man, I, I loved, I do, I do like an angry drive where you just, where you're like, not, you're not being, you know, you're not taking, you're not taking people's lives in danger, but maybe you're taken off at the lights or something a little, you see, oh man, it's, it's like every teenage dude driving home from a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> It's like, man, I can fucking, I can drift. I can drive under this truck. Oh, we're dead. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, I th yeah, a Fast and Furious death reference, I think, is the way to end the second episode. That's what I reckon. Um, guys, yeah, Alvin, anything you want to talk about? You, Paul Blart, we have, I'm going to do some cleanup, to be honest. Um, I'm going to clean up all this stuff here. I've, I've really messed that up. Uh, nothing that I can think of. Beautiful. Always, always good to chat. <laughs> um, now, guys, thanks, uh, thanks for coming and checking out the second episode. Hope you liked it. Hope you liked the first episode. Hope you like. Hope, hope you like me. Um, please like me. Um, but yeah, jump on. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm on the socials at uh, Mitch Garling on Facebook and Instagram at Snitch Garling on Twitter. And jump on the, uh, yeah, give us a, a like or a subscribe or whatever it is these days, bloody kids, on, on YouTube. Leave comments, tell me if you like my shirt, tell me if you like me. And, uh, yeah, just Happy New Year, you hot sluts. That's, fuck, I'm never going to say that again. But, guys, thanks for checking out the second episode. I'll, uh, I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's coming down. Wow, wow, wow.